1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: I heard two pretty interesting news items that apply to our listening audience. And no, neither one of them is sports, but that's the point. Our listening audience is so diverse, and just like I am not one-dimensional, I'm actually two-dimensional. Just kidding. I have a couple more dimensions beyond that, but generally it feels like it's sports and the dog these days. (laughs) Anyway, just like I'm not so completely one-dimensional, neither are you, and since we all uh, we all bond together over sports and radio and need for entertainment. Uh, work. We all a lot of us work. We have commutes and, and many of us have dogs as well as computers. Right? We can we can bond over dogs and computers. Uh, I thought these two news items that I heard would be worth sharing with you. So here's one. When I was on my way to the vet to retrieve my dog, who had a minor surgery today, I was listening to CBS and I heard this report. It's kind of fun that it happened while I was on my way to pick her up. According to a recent survey, or however they study these things, 38%, actually more than 38%, of US households include a dog. And I like how she said that too. The anchor, who's if I could remember her name, um, I'll see if I can find the report, but she actually phrased it like that. More than 38% of US households include a dog. Not have a dog, own a dog, keep a dog. Nope, 38%, or she she phrased it as more than 38%, so it's probably a couple decimal points in there. More than 38% of U.S. households include a dog. Cami McCormick, that was her name. I know her voice. I know all of these anchors because I've been listening to uh, news. I'm a news radio junkie, so I listen to it all the time. So, yes, thank you, Cami, for that great report because it it encouraged me when I was on my way to pick up Penny, feeling like <laughs> feeling like it was a day and it was going to be a day, and boy was it! Uh, my butt still hurts from sitting on the floor with the dog for an hour and a half. When we got back, she does not do well with anesthesia, any kind of it. It just she's so out of it and discombobulated, and gets. Anxious, And so I was sitting on the floor with her for an hour and a half. And then when she finally fell asleep for a little bit, I was curled up on the couch. <laughs> it was just one of those days where you got a sick member of your household and you got to take care of of her. So anyway, 38% of us are in the same boat. A lot of times we go through the same things with our pets. Now, that was only dogs. It, it didn't say anything about birds, fish, cats, horses. Pigs, whatever, turtles, I had a turtle once. Hamsters, gosh, what else? Ferrets, Uh, my nieces had uh, lizards when they were younger. So there's all kinds of other pets, but this was specifically dogs. So I thought of you guys because I know we very often bond over our love for canines. And also because I shared a photo of Penny a couple days ago, it was a one-year milestone of sorts. And so I shared a photo of her and uh, then having to take her to the vet and and you all responded with so many of your photos and your kind words about Penny. So I appreciate that. Uh, but then there was something else that I heard, too, that's actually, I think, food for thought and will spark a discussion, maybe. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I look like I got dragged through a, a, out of cowser and it's like a monsoon. Um, as much as I love my dog, us standing outside for 10 minutes in a pouring down rain. I mean, torrential downpours. Uh, I was completely soaked. The dog was soaked to the bone and she refused to go to the bathroom. <laughs> this, that, that's what i was like okay there are 38 there's millions of other americans going through the same thing maybe not right this second but the same thing they understand uh, it was all i could do not to just go inside and leave the dog out there just i mean <laughs> it was awful uh, i love that dog dearly but sheep. Fake peed a couple times, and then tried to go back in the house, and and so I made her stay outside because she she hadn't gone all day. Anyway, she refused. I lose the battle of the battle of stubborn with that dog every time. She's the sweetest animal I've ever met, but she is so dang stubborn. And she just refused. She refused. So she's completely soaked to the bone. I couldn't even get her dry. Like, I, when I left the house two hours later, the dog was still wet. It just, Ah. Anyway, I felt like a terrible dog mom then, just a terrible person in general because I was so mad. She's fine. Just want you to know she's fine. I'm sure she's conked out and dead to the world. Anyway, so... I For those of you who write me all these nice messages about how I'm such a great dog mom, oh, no, I was ready to leave my dog outside in the rain. You go take care of your business and knock on the door when you're done. Bring
3: the dog out.
2: No, I mean, it was brutal. It was brutal. Anyway, so I just want to admit and confess that I'm not as nice a dog mom as you think because I was so just losing my mind. I was about to just lose it on the dog. In fact, she can't hear me. So now when I yell, she just doesn't even know what I'm saying. But I was like, let's go. (laughs) The dog just, I mean, half the time she doesn't even even acknowledge me. So, yeah, it was, was, like I said, one of those kind of days. But something else I heard, there's no easy segue from Amy's a horrible person to guess what else I heard. Uh, So I was also in the car driving into work. And I heard this kind of expanded it was a business report about Amazon and Amazon Prime and obviously many of us as football fans and as sports ha- sports fans have not only subscribed to Amazon Prime but realized that the cost is going up so last year i was grandfathered in under the original price uh this year when mine renews and in fact it renews in the next 2 weeks it's I think $20 more per year than it was a year ago. And so it's the cost is going up. And part of that is because of football. I mean, actually, I would say the majority of that is because of football. Uh, Because, you know, Amazon forked over billions, as in billions of dollars for the rights to this one game, Thursday night football, one night a week. The ratings were way down, but Amazon shelled out millions for not just the production quality, but also for the people that they put on set. Uh, If you watched Amazon Prime pre and post game this year, you know, it was like a cast uh, of thousands. Uh, in, In fact, that's in front of the camera. That's not even behind the camera, but they had... Uh, two very well-known announcers in Al Michaels and Kirk Street that are not cheap. And then they had a couple of sideline reporters as well as I think it was five people on their desk, their pre- and post-game desk. Uh, And again, not cheap. for former players as well as Carissa Thompson. And so it it was a lot of money. This is a lot. Um, And the way that they're passing along the cost is certainly in subscription upgrades but there are other ways and that's what this business report was about it was about them finding other ways to service their their subscribers so their subscribers don't have to go anywhere else and and this was the the piece of info the intel that jumped out at me amazon prime and those people who make the decisions for amazon prime have apparently decided that the number of subscribers is about to max out and I that jumped that just jumped out at me because it stands to reason that more and more of these high-profile sporting events are going to head to streaming services right well, we've talked about it here on the show the last couple nights We've had an American female in the quarterfinals of a major at the Australian Open. She's the highest remaining seed. Her name's Jessica Pagula, and that match was not on live TV, but network TV. It was on a streaming service last night. Now, thankfully, the men's... Match The men's quarterfinal match between the two Americans, Tommy Paul and Ben Shelton, that was on network TV. It was on cable TV, but yes, network TV. The match that immediately followed was Novak. I'm not sure how more high profile or famous or recognizable you can be. His match was on streaming. So it's it's more and more going to be a wave of events that end up on streaming. Uh, you may know now that Apple TV has baseball. Um, that there are events that, a lot of college events that you can only get on streaming services. In fact, when I was doing Columbia basketball, Columbia women's basketball on TV for three plus years, a lot of those games, not all of them, some of them were on TV uh, TV in New York, but some of them were straight streaming, but that's how a lot of families pay attention. And so if you think about just those three services alone, Amazon, ESPN+, and then throwing in the Apple TV in case you want to catch all these baseball games. And there are others, but you're going to see more and more Networks get into the debate, not the debate, sorry, the bidding for primetime sporting events. And you're going to see more and more leagues take them up on their offers. Why? Because they're outbidding network TV by fistfuls of money. And so as I was thinking about that, the fact that Amazon Prime realizes that it's just about peaked in, in terms of its number of subscribers. I'll have to go and look at the number. I actually didn't look at the number of, of Americans or the percentage of American households. I know that when my mom and her husband had it, two years before I got it, I was using theirs. So there are obviously a lot of families, probably friends, that share services like Amazon, Disney, Disney. ESPN Plus actually is one where you can't log in in multiple places. At least it was the last time that I had it. Um, I haven't used it in a while. In fact, I wasn't using mine. I was using someone else's. So, um, well, I was using Columbia's, their athletic department. Um, So there are some services that you can share. There are some that you cannot share. But it got me to thinking about sports fans. I'd like to hear... How many of these services that you have that you use, would you would you buy more? Let's say for the sake of argument, you don't have um, I don't know, name one. I have Paramount Plus, that's that's kind of connected with CBS though, and I don't think they'll ever get into the NBA market. but I was thinking like NBA playoffs and Finals. Hulu is isn't a lot of Hulu free though? Is it a Hulu TV? Jay's like in my ear telling me these things. But I feel like Hulu, There's, a, there are some free services out there. Roku TV, Hulu, there are some free ones. But let's just say it's an app or a streaming service that you don't have. And they bid for the NBA. And they get an entire playoff series. Or they get access to uh, uh, playoff games here and there. Maybe they get access to – and see, it's a little different with them because they play so many games that fans don't feel the need to buy a service or to subscribe just because of a, a weekly game, like in the NFL. People don't want to miss Thursday Night Football, although let's be fair, this year you probably could have missed a lot of Thursday Night Football. How many services will you sign up for? If sports start to fan out, how many services? I also have XM. Um, And I pay for that streaming service. Now, it's it's audio, but it's because there are a lot of games that I can't get when they're out of market. And so I listen to them, and I pay for the – it's called a platinum package. I pay for the platinum package so that I can hear all of the home announcers for every sporting event that's going on, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB. So no matter what happens, if – these events go to video streaming services. I can always listen to them on the radio. I can't even tell you how beneficial that's been to me, especially with the NFL, because uh, I don't have Red Zone. I, I cannot afford Red Zone. Um, I do have, and I hate Red Zone anyway. Sorry, it's not. It's just me. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. Red Zone. Um, I do have NFL Network, and so pretty much within seconds of a big highlight uh, or you know a big play, they've got it up on NFL Network. So that's another one of my go-to networks while I'm uh, monitoring football. Anyway, I pay for the DVR. I pay for the sports package that includes NFL Network. I pay for Sirius XM. I have Amazon Prime, though, to be fair, I had it before football. But you know what? I would have purchased it for football. And I have Paramount+. Plus. Part of that is because they do show other market games on Paramount+, Plus, but also a lot of the TV shows that I watch are on Paramount. And... I, at times, have used logins to other streaming services that friends or family own. So I'm kind of interested in, in which services you have. Have you considered getting rid of some of them as the economy has gotten a little more uncomfortable and tougher to navigate? Because I certainly have. I have one other kind of news service that I subscribe to, and I seriously considered getting rid of it this year. It just renewed. I decided I would keep it one more year. Um, it's it's got a bunch of podcasts and and just various hosts um, that that I really enjoy. But there are a bunch of services that I've chosen not to access or pay for because I I simply can't add anything else, and that includes, for instance, um, the. This NFL package NFL Sunday ticket that's going to YouTube I could never I could never afford Sunday ticket. I wish I could. if I had unlimited funding, Sunday ticket would be what I would spend my money on um, and so it's not. Possible unless you are rich to have them all, which is why when my brother tells me you should cut the cord, I try to explain to him, I cannot do that. I can't because I would then have to pay for so many services to be able to watch the games I need to watch. So instead, I still have a cable package um, and it's expensive too. I mean, I have a cable package that includes a lot of these sports channels. I've tried to uh, save money on my cable and really haven't been able to do it. Um, And I, I won't tell you exactly how much I spend, but. It's, it's a lot. It's a couple, it's, it's more than $200 that I spend per month on my streaming, my Sirius XM, and my cable. Okay. So it's, it's a lot. And I really don't feel like I can get away without having it, but I'm not going to get Apple TV to watch the couple baseball games that are there. And I don't have ESPN plus. Um, and so there are some streaming services that I don't have, and I just choose to follow on radio. But I would love to hear from you about how you watch a lot of these games that are moving to streaming. I know some of you complain, or or at least told me this year that you did not have Prime, so you couldn't follow Thursday Night Football. Um, which services do you have? Which ones do you consider invaluable? You can't go without them. And which ones maybe are you deciding that you're just going to have to do without? Um, so it's just something that sparked, and I, I'm pretty uh, pretty sure that we have this in common, where we have to make these choices now as sports fans, and not just as sports fans, but as Americans who enjoy various types of entertainment and various entertainment options. So our phone number is 855-212-4227. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter, ALaw Radio. Jay and I'll put up a post on our, our Facebook page Facebook and Twitter and and just, you know, kind of phrase it somehow and put it up there. Um, and then we're going to put a poll up, a football poll, actually. Uh, I've never done this before, but I think it's kind of fun. It'd be interesting just to see uh, how you feel, how you're feeling. I need you to emote. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of the pre-preview, the pre-preview uh, to Championship Weekend or Championship Sunday, I should say, as well as the return of Anthony Davis the return of Rory McElroy. <laughs> the return of Ben Simmons to face Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. Boy, that was emotional, according to Doc Rivers, and not just for the players, but for the fans. And a humongous night for Dame, except I feel like every night we have someone with a humongous performance, right? It's becoming more and more commonplace in the NBA. So... Again, find us on Twitter, either me or After Hours CBS. And then uh, also you can find us on our Facebook page. Yeah, looking for you to weigh in on how you use your streaming services to watch sports, which ones you have, maybe the decisions you've chosen or you've made um, based on Money. I just told you about mine. I do have a limited budget. So I feel like it could be a pretty interesting discussion because trust me, this is the way it's going. Sports are going to go this way more and more because it's an untapped, to this point, has been relatively untapped revenue source. It's all about the bottom line, always. That's the driving motivation. It's all about the bottom line. We are just getting started. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You are listening to... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state
3: law. The After Hours Podcast.
5: Dame sitting on 56. Diamonds on the logo, gives it up to Dame. Holds the ball away from Vanderbilt. Double team, gets around the defender. He drives, he attacks, goes up and under. Yes! 58 for Damian Lillard! One more free throw here for Dame. 60. Damian Lillard's career high is 61. He's got 60 for the fourth time in
3: his NBA career. This is after hours with Amy
2: Lawrence. It is the second most points in the NBA this season and the most for Damian Lillard this year in 40 minutes of play, Dame with 60 points and if you haven't seen the the highlights or you didn't watch the game it was one of those performances where it seemed like everything he tried, it was the Midas touch turned to gold. He would drive inside with two defenders hanging on him and go up and under. He had a Euro step to go from left to right across the lane. Uh, he pulled up with a larger defender uh, along the the perimeter and is able to nail uh, the shots anyway. He had step backs. He worked every angle, every defender, and every step Step along the court, was an opportunity for him to launch a shot. 21 of 29, including nine three-pointers. But why don't we throw in eight assists, seven rebounds, and three steals? And Utah had a front row seat for what was a vintage performance from Dame. Travis Demers with the calls on the Blazers radio network. I just love that he... He knows the zone, and when he finds the zone, it's like you've got the tiger by the tail.
0: I just feel like you can always control the outcome of the game. You know, just even when they started to, you know, close in on the lead, and we had some, some bad turnovers, and things were going their way. Um, you know, when you're in that type of group, you just feel like you can always get it going back in the right direction for the team, and that's how I felt. You know, like even if it's, it starts to go bad, I can, I can get us out of this one. So it was just, you get in that type of zone, you feel like you can control the outcome.
4: You don't get to see that very often, you know, to be that efficient. Um, for a guy to score 60 points and only 10 free throws and make nine of them, I mean, you're thinking, like, this dude either has an absurd amount of threes or, and you know, it was just incredible, I mean, how efficient he was. He goes to get seven rebounds, and three steals, eight assists. I mean, he, he was all over the place. Um, and we did a really good job of understanding who was hot. And keep riding that hot hand, and it's just fun, you know, to be able to watch greatness like that. That was that was incredible, man.
0: You know, I've had these types of performances, and we've come out on the losing end. So, uh, you know, just to know that this type of effort came in a, a winning effort, it means that much more, especially with what our team has been going through. Uh, you know, the most important thing was to make sure that we came out on the winning side. So I'm happy that I was able to, to contribute the way I did in the game that we needed to win against a good team.
2: On court with Root Sports Southwest, and then you hear Chauncey Billups as well. And as someone who played at a really high level in the league himself, it's kind of fun when you hear like a Steve Kerr talking about Steph Curry or you hear um, Chauncey raving about Dame. So yeah, big performance from him. But honestly, doesn't it feel like we get this pretty much every night in the NBA now? <laughs> whether it's Luca, whether it's Dame, whether it's Joel Embiid, whether it's Steph, whether it's I mean, pick your poison, Giannis. Uh, we we seem to get more and more. Donovan Mitchell recently, didn't he have 70 this season? That was the the high this year. Um, it, we get a lot of performances that are 50 plus and now 60 is the new 50. So, yay for Dave. I do enjoy watching him play. Uh, still at some point hoping that he and the Blazers can break through. Uh, and finally win a challenge for an NBA title, win an NBA title uh, just because he's been so loyal there. I mean, as sports fans, we often decry the lack of loyalty among athletes, which I don't think is fair because it's their business. They need to do what's best for them and their families the same way that we do what's best for us and our families. When we make job decisions, we don't stay in one job our entire careers. Uh, And I think it's unfair to ask athletes to do that too, especially when their careers are so limited in terms of number of years. Um, But he's been loyal and and i would love to see a championship go to portland while he's there and he's indicated that that is his goal it's why he stays Uh, Speaking of championships, we know the Lakers uh, this year put themselves in a big hole, but they still have championship aspirations. And when Anthony Davis is on the court, uh, they look different. They have obviously another incredible defender as well as a guy who can score from pretty much anywhere on the court. I mean, he's a... freak of nature. And I mean, that is a positive. <laughs> He's a seven footer who can run the floor. Uh, probably shouldn't be all the time, but uh, he can run the floor. He can shoot threes, but he can also rebound. He's got that long wingspan and reach. Uh, so good to see him back on the court tonight, uh, finally cleared and has returned to action, though limited minutes. And so Anthony Davis with the Lakers in a victory scores 21 in his 26 minutes off the bench.
3: I feel great. You know, felt good on the floor. Foot feels fine. Um, good to be out there. You know, with the with the, with the guys battling. It was a close game. You know, I really we really had the battle. You know, until the last maybe four or five minutes. So it was a good test for me going into this road trip. But overall, man, I'm happy to be back on the on the court with these guys battling, man. And it's a long five and a half weeks. So um, feels good to come back get a win and and ultimately just be back on the floor with these guys.
0: I thought he looked good. You could tell. You know. A few possessions, a little timing issue or what, whatnot, but overall great, A plus. He just makes the game look so easy. He makes takes so much pressure off us, defensively, offensively. You know, you can go, you can go to him. He score all three levels. Um, just really being aggressive and resubmerging himself into the system, into the game action.
2: Yeah, and you can't teach size, obviously. You can't teach the the wingspan. He also steps on the court for 26 minutes and has a dozen rebounds, including five on the offensive end. So there's an element. We just talked to Kyle Goon, who was in Los Angeles last night, for Cl- uh, Clippers. Oh, my gosh, I just said Clippers. Oh, it's been that kind of a day. Marco, can you just mess up in your update, please, so I don't feel so bad? Done. <laughs> we talked to Kyle last night from L.A. when he was covering Clippers and Lakers uh, and he was talking about the fact that they had been out-rebounded. It's been a really tough uh, stretch for them without Anthony Davis because they're trying to play small ball uh, where LeBron essentially is your one of your biggest guys on the court. But in bringing back Davis, you instantly have a rebounding presence um, Because of the long arms and certainly the leaping ability, a dozen rebounds for him. He ends up also with four block shots. I mean, just step on the court and have a handful of blocks. That's Anthony Davis. Now, they also see Ryu Hachimura play tonight for 22 minutes off the bench. Uh, and there's a lot of anticipation about him being on, on the court as well. He also adds some size and some skill. Uh, though you need to both these guys for them to get into some playing shape, but a dozen points and six rebounds for him. Uh, so, really neat to see these guys return. And I know it's happening elsewhere around the league. Um, you've got players that are on and off. Uh, but when a team is healthy and when the Lakers are healthy, they there's a lot of potential there. I know people don't want to hear that because it's one of those franchises that if you're not a Lakers fan, you love to hate. But they definitely are a much better team, a much more potent and powerful team, uh, and obviously a much better defensive team with Anthony Davis on the court. And I would just like for his sake to see him be able to stay healthy the rest of the way. And Davis was interviewed on Spectrum Sports now. We had a game go down to the wire between one of the top teams in the Western Conference and a team that is the defending champion, but not so much a top team, at least in terms of the standings. And right now you are what your record says you are. So Golden State hosting Memphis. Uh, we'll, We'll get to that one. Steph Curry was not around for the end of the game because he got ejected for chucking his mouthpiece. It's something that he's done now. I would say a half dozen times at least that I can remember. Uh, rather than kicking someone or uh, screaming at a referee, although every now and then he'll jaw with a ref, uh, but he'll he'll chuck his mouthpiece when he gets really frustrated. And he's been he's been teed up for it multiple times. Um, but as I was just saying to Marco, where misery loves company, and I've already screwed up so many times, the perfect show, there goes the perfect show, if he could please make a mistake so I don't feel so badly about myself, when when Steph Curry chucked his mouthpiece tonight, do you know what happened? I actually smiled because I thought, okay, I'm not the only person who had a temper tantrum this evening. <laughs> I was saying this earlier. I know you weren't in here, but I love my dog dearly. She had her surgery today. She was out of it. She really groggy. I sat on the floor with her. My butt, my butt fell asleep. That's. Mm-hmm. I sat on the floor for t- almost two hours. I slept on the couch because I didn't want her to climb the stairs. But man, we went outside in what was a monsoon. She has not gone to the bathroom all day, right? So if I leave at night and she doesn't go, guess what's going to happen, right? At some point, so I take her outside. The dog fake pees, f- fakes it, and then looks at me like, "Okay, I'm done." It's, it's, it's pouring we're soaked soaked I mean I've got right rain dripping off of me down my face Uh, and she is soaked to the bone like not one dry hair and wandered around three yards slowly of course just looking at me then wandering around a little more then looking 10 minutes we were outside 10 minutes I even went and got her leash and she still wouldn't go and so, finally, I was so angry. I was so frustrated and angry that I'm yelling, not necessarily at the dog, but just like, ah, you know. And then, she's deaf anyway. And then, <laughs> I swear, Marco is all I could do to not go inside and leave the dog just standing out there. <laughs> oh I didn't. Um, I didn't. I'm just saying, like, i ah. Uh, she bested me. Her stubbornness. She insisted on winning this game.
5: Can I say that? <laughs> this dog is obviously very intelligent <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and maybe the reason that she couldn't go was from the surgery maybe, maybe she was struggling a bit and she just wanted to get out of the rain and was like maybe i can fool this lady and we could just go inside <laughs> this lady <laughs> i think that might have been what she was doing i think that's an intelligent oh my dog
2: gosh and all these people are telling me what a good dog mom i am and so then this is me this is what emotional girls do right i was like I get inside, I feel terrible because I'm so mad. And I'm like, this is why God hasn't given me a family yet. Because I'll be a terrible mother. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, let's not. It's kind of a leap.
2: But <laughs> that's, was... f- well, that's me. Much. That's that's I'm an emotional girl, right? So that's instantly where, this is why I get out yeah, of I mean, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, l- yeah. A l-
5: lot of, of steps there. And let's.
2: I know. I'm just just telling you. This is how my emotional girl brain works. Anyway, so the dog is fine. I was just gonna
5: say. I mean, is Penny cool? Like, is that that's fine? The the,
2: vet said the surgery went really well. She did great. They all rave about her. She's the sweetest dog ever. I'm like, yeah, right. Until you have to take her out in the rain. Anyway, she um, was a little groggy. She finally ate and drank some water before I left, and did climb the stairs. And that was kind of the issue. Like, she couldn't stand up. Her back legs were not supporting her because that's where she got the shots. Mm. So, right. So anyway. As I said, I'm a terrible person. Uh, I don't see that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We were soaked. She was still wet two hours later when I I came to work. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been
5: pouring in New York for, uh, I don't know, a full day. It seemed like it didn't stop at all.
2: Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, I'm here, so I can't get mad at anyone. I'm just, that's it. Don't don't make me mad, okay? (laughs) I'll try. Uh, I'll
5: say this. Silver lining, as bad as the weather is, we still have the TVs.
2: We, well, we do now. They, it's a rarity. The cable I know, went out earlier. I was going to say
5: it came back because yeah, it, it, it was is. gone for a little bit. So there, there you go. There's silver lining. We, we have TV sometime.
2: Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> I'm not going to talk anymore about how I'm a terrible mother. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to bury myself in my work. Uh, but we've got, as I say, a fun finish to Grizzlies and Warriors and Steph Curry throwing a temper tantrum, so I'm not the only one.
5: Your, was your well face,
2: Marco. Your I, I'm, face is they're, fantastic.
5: They're, they're different. They're to-
2: well. I didn't throw code, the dog. Thankfully, th- that's what I mean.
5: <laughs> they're, they're totally different. I can understand being frustrated. I get Steph Curry being frustrated as well. Uh, there's a few things. One, you, you've gone through this how many times? I know, you seriously. know you can't throw your mouthpiece right. like everybody. He didn't do it at the ref. You're not allowed to do no, it. He knows this. Things. Yeah, and you and you're not for nothing. Like we keep. To- he threw his mouthpiece into the stands. Imagine you're sitting in the fourth row. You get smacked in the face with somebody's mouthpiece. A child,
2: maybe. I know, don't like, want that.
5: Uh-uh. Get the hell out of here. It's like throwing oh. a lollipop at me. Like, I don't I don't want to be inside your mouth. Okay, <laughs> like it's ew. This, it's disgusting. You can't yes. throw your mouthpiece at people. And that's what you did. Oh. You threw it into the stands at someone. Yes. Hopefully it hit the ground and not someone's face. Icky,
2: icky, but icky. But again,
5: icky. stop being a child. Yes. You know you can't do it. You can show your frustration in other ways. Don't throw your mouthpiece. I don't feel bad for you they No, oh,
2: no, no. I don't feel bad for him either. He needs to he needs to grow up in that arena. just because Thank you're you. Steph Curry, you don't get to throw your mouthpiece. I, I mean, numerous times. Yeah, exactly. this is not the first time. We're no, like it, talking about a dozen children. Times. Like how many
5: times do we have to go over this? How yes. many times do we got to say this? Right. And don't throw your mouthpiece. And
2: he's got three young kids too. So you would think at some point, uh, you know, if, if one of them starts throwing peas across the room, he would, he would get, he would get it. All right, we're way late. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. It's a day. It's been a day for us and for Steph. Selling a little or a lot.
3: are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Rebounded by Maxie. Six is ball. Tobias is open. He drives it on Watanabe. Puts it up. Right hand layup. No good. Taps up his own miss. And that's in. Put back basket with one hand. Tobias Harris makes it a six point game. Harden against Curry with the dribble. Off the mark. Out top backs up difficult three in the air in and out no good but Melton gets the rebound over to Maxi he shoots a three and it's in Maxi delivers a three James Harden with five seconds to shoot driving on Royce O'Neal down the lane lamp bump and good Claxton came over but Harden put it in 23 seconds to go Sixers by four. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
2: The Sixers facing the Nets. You know there are a few ties between these two teams, and the Sixers were up 17 at one point, though the Nets did rally even without Kevin Durant, but Seth Curry with a big game, Uh, James Harden with a couple of critical shots down the stretch, Uh, but the reason why this one was supercharged, and Doc Rivers even called it emotional, is because it was the first time that Ben Simmons had faced his former teammate, Joel Embiid, and it was also, of course, the Toe-to-toe, face-to-face meeting again. We're going to see this a bunch with James Harden and his former teammate, his former backcourt mate in Kyrie Irving. Oh, drama. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Both teams shot really well, uh, a.k.a. Neither team played great defense. Uh, so the Sixers were above 51% from the floor, and they didn't play well. Uh, Tyrese Maxey even mentioned that. We're not going to be writing home about this one and, and raving about one of our best games of the year.
4: We didn't really play good. Um you know, we, they shot 60% from the field, I think Doc, uh, Coach Doc was saying. so. But at the, end of, at the end of the day, those games are the ones you have to tough out and grit out.
2: Though if you include the extra entertainment value, so extracurricular activity of Joel and Ben Simmons actually matched up on each other, uh, of... The cat calls and the whistles and the jeers every time Simmons touched the ball. Oh yeah, this was definitely a game worth watching simply for that reason.
3: First play Ben's Garden Joel and you know, everyone it was like it was a party. You know, it was, it was hilarious. Like every, that's when I turned to our said, this is the boxing crowd tonight. They want to <laughs> see him drop the basketball, turn and duke it out, you know, but and and they went at each other which I think is fun and good.
2: It was a party, he said. That's right, a party in January. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, I love Doc Rivers. I've been a huge fan of Doc Rivers for years, even going back to his playing days. Uh, And I know people rip on him because there have been some really monumental and painful collapses uh, with the Clippers, with the Sixers, with him as a head coach. I know there are a lot of people who don't believe that he can ever uh, lead a team back to the promised land. I think it is worth pointing out that he already does have a championship as a head coach. But um, I think he's he brings such great wisdom and also humor when the situation requires it. Uh, as for Kyrie Irving, he and the Nets still scuffled along without Kevin Durant.
4: I think we learned a lot about this team tonight, uh, just the way they play, the style of play, uh, what they're going to do down the stretch, um, just taking notes, that's it. So we, we obviously wanted to come away with the win tonight, but I'm glad the way we, we battled. The result is the result, and that's what I told the group after the game
5: is this group that's in the locker room right now, when we line it up against an opponent, expect to win. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I I don't mention any other thing but the group in the locker room and this group trying to win, Uh, so I don't think about it that way.
2: Can't just hang out and wait for KD to return. And we heard from him earlier this week that it's likely to be a couple more weeks before he's even evaluated. Though Anthony Davis did return, so it's good to get that superstar back on the court. By the way, uh, well, the Sixers are really balanced in their efforts. They had five guys in double figures. Um... Six guys in double figures, sorry. Um, there's another guy off the bench with 10. But um, they were able to really spread the ball around. And and that's a sign of a team uh, that keep, keep you running on defense. And so good for them. But what jumped out at me about this game, they had 75 points at halftime. If you extrapolate that and you project forward, we're looking at 150-point uh, performance. Now, they didn't quite get there. They had 137. But the Nets finished with 133. 137 to 133 is obscene. It's gaudy, it's obscene, and it's happening all over the place. The Hawks beat the Thunder 137 to 132. The Blazers beat the Jazz 134 to 124. It's becoming the norm. The Warriors, and we'll get to them right at the top of the hour. I didn't want to try to jam them in. 122 to the Grizzlies, 120. Gone are the days. The Magic scored 126. Gone are the days when defense was first. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better